Don't speak when you spit your venom. Keep it shut. I hate it when you hit and preach about your new messiah. Cause your theories catch fire. I can't find your silver lining. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Not Your Average and Netizens. This is Ash speaking, and we have a special guest with us today. It is Nia from uh, Black K-pop Fans Tumblr. Um, I'm sure quite a few of you may be very familiar with the Tumblr. Um, I've been following it for quite some time. Um, Nia may not be aware, but I feel like you guys are fairly well known across the K-pop uh, international internet fandom, <laughs> whatever you may call it. Um, so we are going to definitely, um, she's going to join us in our com uh, regular conversations and uh, definitely going to ask you uh, some further questions about the um, Tumblr and yourself. And also, um, say hello to our regulars, our dear friend Kiara. Hey, everyone. And crazy shiny fan Shannon. Hi, guys. And Wonder Girl hater. Just 80s hater. Okay. So, um, to change it up a little bit before we start uh, talking about comebacks and um, teasers and whatnot. Um, I wanted to get straight to um, Nia. Thank you so much for joining us. And you are officially, I think, yeah, you are officially our first ever guest on the show. So welcome. Thank you for um, joining us. Um, as I said, uh, as a black K-pop fan myself, I have been... Uh, I've been uh, watching Black K-pop fans for a while. Um, I think uh, it did used to be on a Facebook group. I'm not like imagining that, right? Um, yeah, like we're originally just a Tumblr, but we created a Facebook group so other like Black K-pop fans could get to know each other from the Tumblr. Mm -hmm. Like a whole bunch of people from Facebook who didn't know about the Tumblr just joined, and so. Okay, <laughs> yeah, I, I know it like disappeared. So, but I was like, I, I didn't imagine that because I was like, I think that's when I first really like heard about it, and then I found out you guys had Tumblr too. Yeah. So, uh, Black K-pop fans, uh, just in general, like, how did you like? When did you get the idea to? form, um, a, I guess, a kind of a social media, 
like community for black K-pop bands and how how did you form it and, and when did you decide to, to do it? Uh, actually, which is really cool, our um, fifth anniversary slash birthday is tomorrow. So that's really oh, cool. Oh, cool. But, yeah, Happy anniversary, black K-pop bands. <laughs> I feel like super old using the word anniversary, but it's okay. Um, <laughs> like, it was originally just me and Dante. We, um, there was this uh, Tumblr called Black Girl Problems, and it was just, like a whole bunch of posts. I was like, oh, you know you're a black girl, and blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. And we were like, oh my god, we should make one for black K-pop fans. And so like our original Tumblr just had a whole bunch of posts being like, you know you're a black K-pop fan, and you can't find fan fiction featuring a black girl, or you know, like whatever, things like that. It was not like a super serious, like, social justice Tumblr that is kind of transformed into now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we really just wanted to meet other black K-pop fans, and we didn't really think we would get as large of a following as we do now. Like, it's really crazy to us that mm -hmm. we have, like, a couple thousand followers. Like, that's ridiculous. But mm -hmm. it was just started so we can, you know, it's other black K-pop fans can just get in contact with each other and just, you know, voice our concerns or, you know, just meet other people like us. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so you guys, so it's just you and Dante, right? I get the feeling you guys are, like, kind of the head, like, uh, the of everything. Uh, well, now it's um, Kim, Dante, and me. Uh, Kim has been doing a lot of work on the blog lately because, like, I basically have an nine to five internship, and oh, I care for a little brother and does school and stuff like that. But like, we're me and Dante, we focus like we'll do like a lot of the background work. So like, if someone wants to do like an interview or they have questions, want to do some sort of business thing, we'll do that. And, like, YouTube, like, for the little stitch, we had a YouTube channel. Yeah. And, like, now we answer questions. Well, we still answer questions for the admin camp, but I think she does. Yeah, I, I noticed that because I have you on a, 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 on one of my internet news feeds. So <laughs> I see, like, a lot of people, like, will just ask you, like, random questions. And it's yeah. kind of funny. It's like, all right, um... Like, you guys are, like, K-pop insiders, and yeah. you guys, but you guys handle them, like, pretty well, so I think that's pretty cool. Um, why did you, I mean, as a fan of, of color yourself, as a non-Korean fan, as um, a person of color who likes K-pop, I mean, did you, like, did you go into it thinking that it was really, like, needed, like, okay, you know, we're gonna, you know, did you ever feel, like, isolated, and you felt, as a fan, and feel like, oh, well, I need, you know, we, we need kind of this outlet to bring us together, did you ever feel like that there was any kind of community before that group was formed? Um, I, like, I feel kind of bad saying this, because I don't want to be, like, ha, we started this whole black K-pop fan thing, but, like, I don't think there was like if there was I didn't I didn't recognize it I didn't, I, it wasn't popular enough for me to see it so I, I don't think there was like a, a very um, 
this core black k-pop fan group like there is now like not even just with like our page like there are just other blogs dedicated to being a black k-pop fan and there are a lot of people different people there and i think that's really cool um but like when i became a k-pop fan like that was like back in la I just, I didn't really... The same year I became a fan. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. But, yeah, like, I didn't really... I didn't know that there were other black K-pop fans out there. Like, I just literally made all of my friends. Like, Yeah. I didn't either. And the thing is, is that when I... Um, I really started listening to K-pop. I mean, this was, like, around when I was getting out of college. And so... And most of my friends, like, one of my, a couple of my friends are Korean, and they actually don't really care for K-pop that much. So while they were kind of introducing me to it, they were like, you really are into this, aren't you? <laughs> so um, after I graduated and came home, you know, I got really into K-pop, and, I, you know, I didn't really have anyone to, like, really talk about it with. Because, um, you know, I live in a small city that's dominated by a large Christian university. Um, and, uh, and, but when I went to, uh, around 2010, I went to D.C. and for uh, a graduate school. And I worked with the uh, Korean embassy for, uh, interned there for a while. And when we would have events, it was interesting, like, okay, so... For them, it was a little, like, they, they thought it was very interesting that a black girl was interning for them or wanted to intern for them. And, like, I just, I feel like they were endlessly amused by that. Mm -hmm. um, but one thing that I did notice is because they would have a lot of How You events. Yeah. Um, and there were a lot of, I wouldn't say it was, like, a huge form, but you would always see, like, these groups of black you know, of, of, of women of color that would come to these events. And it was always, like, you know, like, just groups of them. And, like, eventually, like, it would, I would make friends with people, like, literally that I just met online and be like, I know you. And, like, yeah, I'm from D.C. too. And, you know, and now that I come back to my small city, I found out there are people here <laughs> that oh, yeah. are K-pop fans. And they are black. And so it just, it's interesting. It, it seems to be, I mean, do you have an opinion on that? It seems to be something, I don't know, I, I can't say for sure, but it seems to be something that in particular that seems to have, um, I don't know, hit black women particularly. Like, like there's something that, that about K-pop, like there's possibly something about K-pop that, that black women gravitate to towards? I don't I actually, like, that's really interesting. I, I don't, I've never thought about it like that. Like, I do actually know a lot of black girls who like K-pop, or, like, if I introduce them to it, they're like, oh, wait, this is really interesting. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I think it might have to deal with, like, the artistry that goes into K-pop. Not saying that, like, oh, K-pop is better than American music because I think that argument's kind of ridiculous. Yeah, it is. I mean, to me, I, I, I make it a whole separate thing in my mind. Like, it's just, it's pretty separate to me, except for, you know, the times when, you know, it crosses paths and, you know, mm -hmm. 
and then, you know, I get all fangirlish, but, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't know, I, I feel like there's kind of, I don't know, there's something about it that, not that it doesn't affect people, you know, of other races as well, but I feel like there's something in particular that, and I can't put my finger on it, that black women, black girls are, are attracted to, and it's not just, it's not just Asian men. Yeah. Um, so I'll have my friends will like be like, oh, Ashley likes Asian guys, and yeah, I did go through a phase in DC where I did date some Asian people, but um, it wasn't because I thought you know that they were going to be exactly like top, yeah, my dear future husband. I I didn't think that, um, uh, and right now I'm definitely not even looking to date people, but I feel like it's it's more than 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 that. Uh, something I don't know. I guess nobody's really. I, I haven't really heard anyone say yet, other than you know what most people will say is that you know they feel a connection to the culture or the the the, the music or you know the reasons other people like K-pop because they feel it's kind of throwback or they like the over the topness of everything yeah. or you know. Yeah, I think. Um, well. In terms of music, I think K-pop really just, I don't know, for the music scene in America anyways, like, I've noticed that there's a lack of actual, like, singing about love and stuff. It's just more like, mm -hmm. oh, I have all this money, and look at this woman that likes me because of my money, like, type thing. Yeah. K-pop has a severe lack of that. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's one thing, and then there's dancing too, which is really entertaining. Um, yeah, yeah. Like I said, some of it is 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 kind of a throwback. I know yeah. uh, one woman that I worked with for like m months, and then all of a sudden, um, one of my other friends <laughs> who knew I like K-pop, she's like, she likes K-pop too. She's like. You know, she plays it on the computer while she's working, and, and they were like, oh, my God, you like K-pop, too. And, like, you know, Shiny's new album, we were just, like, texting not too long ago about Shiny, uh, Shannon. And um, so we were, uh, and it was just so strange. And, you know, I was asking her, I was like, you know, what got you into it? And she's like, you know, you know, she's uh, fairly, uh, you know, religious. And she's like, you know, I like that it's, you know, even, you know, if, you don't know Korean. I mean, general K-pop, just like mainstream, um, you know, K-pop music. I mean, she's like, you know, it's pretty clean, and you can, you know, the the lyrics are usually, you know, it, it's not, yeah, you know, it's something that you can play and, and not have to worry around your kids, and yeah. especially younger kids can probably get into it just for the music alone, mm -hmm. even if they don't know what they're saying, and, you know, yeah. most of them don't know what's being said anyway, so. Yeah. Um, so I do think there's some people that that are into it for that, but I, I definitely kind of see that community, and it's maybe kind of shown by the way that Black People fans has grown so much. Mm -hmm. um, now, you're saying that, you know, now the site also, and I've noticed too, has taken, well, it hasn't really taken on that tone, but people are more willing to um, discuss uh, 
uh, deeper issues as they are related to people of color and, and um, social justice issues. And especially in America right now, it, it's uh, a very kind of uh, sensitive time for, you know, there's a lot of things going on, um, you know, the people that have black people you know, talking about their rights. Um, and um, how you know we're treated by police and and, and civil rights and that sort of thing, mm -hmm. and so, I, do you receive any? I because I I feel like I've noticed I've seen some, you know, criticism about that, or I've seen, like, how do you? What do you feel like? How do you feel about your detractors? I feel like you maybe make it too much about. Um, you know, it you know, it's like, oh well, you make it too much about, you know, black people and, and, and how they're affected yeah. um by this. Especially with uh, I guess too, because we you know, we, we can't talk about K pop without talking about the problematic aspects of it and yeah. the fact that it's a foreign country and there's always stuff coming out about someone says something offensive or someone says the n-word, um, or you know, someone's in blackface, I mean, it happens on a fairly regular basis, yeah. and, you know, that, and a lot of people, you know, I can understand, go through this whole thing where they feel, um, you know, they're like, well, should I still listen to K-pop, or, you know, am, am I, you know, being, you know, ignorant to, you know, my own like, to my own, like, you know, yeah. race and, and everything by, by, you know, listening to something and uh, being a part of something that, you know, ha that is known for, at least partially known for, in some circles, with some of the people that involved that didn't agree black people or say things yeah. about black people. And, I mean, I, the, that question kind of spiraled into something else, but, um, I mean, how do you do? You, do you feel about? I guess how do you feel about people that um, I guess, firstly, have kind of put a negative connotation on your site because of that, and how do you feel about that having become a part of the site? Um. Well, okay. So one second. Let me formulate my thoughts for a second. Sure. Okay. So are you asking like? How do I feel that, like, you know, some people say that we talk about, like, race or, like, you know, social justice issues too much? Yes. Okay. Um, like, I, I get where they're coming from because, like, sometimes, like, I'll, like, open Tumblr and then we have, like, 50 new messages and I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> I don't feel like dealing with this because, like, at some point it becomes a job. And you have people relying on you to give them advice or something, or they're mad at you because you told them that your like their idol is kind of racist, and like you don't want to deal with that all the time. So like I get people's frustrations with saying that like you know the site be can become too negative because like I agree with that because like you don't always want to say like oh this person messed up today, this person like said that all black people like watermelon. I'm in love with him. Why did he say that? Like, you don't want to see that all the time. But, like, I think it's a very important thing to talk about. Like, we just can't ignore it as much as we would want to. Like, as much as I don't want Rat Monster to be ignorant, he is. 
So like it's also something that we have to like talk about and deal with. And like I don't think a lot of people understand the point like the point we're trying to get across with talking about these issues is that like, hey, I, I stand like two extremely problematic people. There's Zika and Rat Monster. And I am they I still bias them. They're still my biases. But I do recognize that they have faults. And like that's the point we're trying to get across. Like you can still like somebody. You just have to realize that they're not perfect. And you just you can't defend them for being extremely ignorant and hurtful to other people. And mm -hmm. so like I get why people can just, you know, just write us off as, like, a whole bunch of angry black people, which we're not, because, trust me, most of the time, like, when I'm writing these responses, I'm not angry. I'm just <laughs> going, like, okay, this happened today, so how am I going to respond to this? Like, mm -hmm. we're not trying to make you, like, not like K-pop. We're not like your idol anymore. Like, you know, like whoever you want to like, that's fine. But you just have to realize that, you know, your idols aren't perfect and you just need to understand, you know, what they're doing is wrong. So okay. That's how I feel about that, if that answered your question. <laughs> no, that was a very good answer. Thank you. Uh, how do you feel about um, other black fan-focused sites that are now cropping up? Um, there's a lot of, uh, quite a few people that are on YouTube now. Um and um, like Black Nina Speaks and the guy that was doing his own, uh, he, had, he had his own K-pop, I don't know, he's supposed to be doing his own like... Oh, is it um, Mr. Popo? Yes, him. I can, I always forget his name, I just like remember that he was doing the group. Mm -hmm. And um, there's another Tumblr that I discovered called K-pop Meets Black Women. Uh. Um, and, you know, how, how do you feel about, you know, all these things sprouting up now? And are you are you guys all affiliated with them in some way, or is it just kind of... Uh, we're not affiliated with anybody except for ourselves, honestly. Um, I feel like, and in terms of, like, how I feel about them, like, I'm really cool with them. Like, I'm all for black people creating their own spaces doing what they want to do as long as they're happy and, you know, not creating problems for other people. But, like, I, I do have a problem with it, like, if they're just being really damaging and unhelpful to, like, I don't know, I guess, like, social justice issues, like, that, that means a lot to me. I don't, like, I get, like, you know, wanting to be fans of something, but you have, like, I think for anything that you love, you have to also be aware of the negative side effects of it. And, like, for certain things, like, the K-pop meets black women blog, like, yes. I, I, like, I don't know, I don't personally have a problem with, like, the admin or anything, but they hate us. So I'm just like oh okay because I've heard I I have heard some things about I, this kind of goes into something that was kind of going with her and I was going to ask you some people were saying um, that you know they weren't really you know fans of that um, blog or felt like it wasn't necessary um, because this is also a thing I think that gets um, a label that gets put on um, black K-pop fans, especially females, is that 
we come off as having this need to feel validated. Yeah. Um, and that, that Tumblr is kind of perpetuating that. And I can kind of see it. I mean, and, and some things that are on there aren't, are not like that. I mean, some of it is just people talking about, you know, how they met, you know, um, you know, biases and, and, you know, met their idols and, you know, had, you know, just in, you know, enjoying being a fan. But, um, you know, some of it you can clearly see some people like, you know, oh, you know, thanks for having this. This makes me feel so much better about myself. And it's like, it's not... It's not, you know, about that. You shouldn't, you know, get all of your worth from, you know, whether or not you think a K-pop idol sees you and thinks you're pretty, you know. You should know that you're pretty and, and, and be proud of the fact that you're a black woman and, you know, you are who you are. Mm -hmm. I mean, that that's just me personally speaking. Oh, and no. Your feelings about that. Yeah, I, I agree completely with you. Like, I've visited maybe, like, twice or something. <laughs> like, we do get a lot of ass about them. Like, there will be a whole bunch of people. Like, even, like, today, I think we got something like, oh, I don't like this blog. They're really terrible, blah, blah, blah. We don't like to, like, really talk about them on our blog because whenever we do, we get, like, really terrible hate mail. And, like, we've even received, like, death threats and stuff. So we're like... Oh, let's not talk about them. <laughs> like it's, you know, like I just like the problem. My problem with the blog is having like some of it's like really nice. Like oh, I met like you know BTS on their American tour. It's really cool. Blah blah blah. But mm -hmm. um, like at other times, it's just like oh my god, thank you for this blog because I didn't think I was pretty before, but now I do. Like that is yeah. extremely harmful, and it's it's not a good mindset to have, and I feel like a lot of their followers are very young, and mm. I know, like, me, in 08, I probably would have loved that blog, like, <laughs> I'm, I'm yeah. I would have been like, oh yeah, because, like, I've had, like, validation problems myself, I think all of the admins on BKF have, I don't know anyone who hasn't really, you know, depended yeah. on someone else's opinion of their selves, you know, like, feel, make themselves feel good or whatever. Mm -hmm. so, I mean, I understand, like, you know, why this might be a great thing for them, but, like, ultimately, I hope that they grow out of this stage because it's really, it's really not a good place to be in when you're depending on other people's opinions of yourself. And, like, for someone like me, like, I have dealt with anxiety for, like, the better part of my life. Yeah. So, I just I know I understand how like harmful and unhealthy that is for a person, especially like if you're going through puberty. Like it's really not fun to think you're not cool because you're black. Like it's really not. Yeah, yeah. It's a really sad and depressing time. And yeah. I just like I really want those girls to understand. Like you know what, you're cool whether or not your bias decides that he likes black girls. Like yeah. Like if they he doesn't like black girls, that's like on him. He sucks. Exactly. Like, whatever. <laughs> like, I just want them to realize that, like, we don't hate them or anything. We just want them to, you know, realize that, you know, they're awesome, whether or not, you know, someone thinks that they're awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Depend on yourself, really, because you can't, you can't, like, depend on the world for validation. It's just not going to work out all the time. But, yeah. That's how I feel about that blog. And, yeah. Okay. 
Thank you for that. And um, that's all the questions I have for you, Nia. But if, is there anything else that you um, want to say about your blog or promote about um, black K-pop fans at the moment? Uh, okay, yeah, sure. Um, if any of you guys are followers, we love you. Like, we really honestly do. Whenever we get, like, really nice messages, it makes my day. And, like, if we don't respond to, like, a question immediately, probably because we're busy or we honestly don't know the answer. Like, sometimes we get, like, really intense questions about race, and we're like, ah, the <laughs> college student. I don't, I'm not, like, you know, an <laughs> African-American, like, studies major or anything. Like, I'm, I, we're definitely not, like, pros on it, but we can as much as we can. So that's all, really. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you so much for showing up. Um, we would um, be glad to have you stay for as much of the following discussion as you can. Right. Uh, and yes, thank you so much. Mm -hmm. And that was Nia from Black K-pop Fans. Okay. Yay. Yay. Me and Shannon were here, by the way, just in case anyone was wondering. We were just listening. No, yeah, I was checking to make sure to see if you guys had left because I was like, you're pretty quiet. But I was like, you guys can ask questions too. Um, but it's fine. Okay, so let's get on some K pop news and gossip and whatnot, mess, whatever. Debauchery. Uh, debauchery, yes. That's the vocab word, <laughs> Shannon. Yes, so uh, just going over a few uh, things, uh, not really, these aren't really huge things, but um, uh, anyone see the TRS So Crazy teaser? I forgot they were coming back as well. I saw it. Yeah, I, I, mean, I, I mean, they kind of went away from their signature sound, which I have to say, that's the only thing I really like. About Tiara was the kind of EDM sound that they had, so mm -hmm. I was kind of disappointed with the teaser because um, every uh, I definitely don't pay attention to them for their performance skills. So what are you talking um, about? They totally perform the zombie dance every time, perfectly. <laughs> I mean, so this one is very. This is uh, definitely more of a mid-tempo thing. This sounds like so. I'm just like already bored. Like it sounds like uh, rejected AOA sounds. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like AOA would would reject it at this point. Like it's just it's probably the song after school couldn't afford. Oh. Let's be honest. <laughs> I I you know I I don't know. Uh, and they're wearing sailor suits, and it's like um, SNSD did that like years ago. Yeah. So it, it reminded me of like Sonia Jane, and it also reminded me of Sistar when he did Loving You. It was yeah. like. I don't know. We'll see, though, I guess. I mean, people, you know, crap on Sugar Free, but, you know, when you weren't watching them actually perform it, I thought, you know, actually, <laughs> I actually kind of liked it. Like, I thought it was actually kind of... That's I liked nice. it. I liked it. That's like you watch people with a spark, it's a pretty good song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and, you know. like, the video, and, you know, watching the video and, you know, getting spasms and seizures from, from all the strobe lights... But I, just have know. seventeen dance to it. You'll win. 
um, or anyone else, basically. I've watched a lot of K-pop dance covers. Um, that's uh, something I do in my spare time, by the way. And um, a lot of people kill that song. That song and um, uh, Love Me Baby, um, coincidentally, it's a lot of good covers of those songs. Um, anyway. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah, but um, yeah, with Tiara, I mean, I will say this, you know, regardless of how I feel about them now, their absolute first album is was one of, like, the best K-pop albums for me, and was one of the things that really hooked me into K-pop. I love that album, front to back, and back to front. I love it. <laughs> like, this, I love it. I love it. I love this, like, the, just everything feels so cohesive. I like the, the music, everything, and I feel like ever since then, like, with the exception of, like, a few songs, like, I don't know if it was, you know, the controversy or whatever. They haven't really, they've never really come back up to that level. Um, you know, they've had some some bops, but, I, you know, I will always, you know, I will always say that I think that their, like, their very first album was very good, and it showed so much promise. And uh, You want to know, know why, Ash? <laughs> because Hyoman released A Nice Body, and that... Right there, just damn the whole group of having <laughs> horrible luck with music since then. That just like condemned them to, to hell. I don't know. Human soul to their soul to get that to get that solo song, and that's just. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I mean, I couldn't even. I, to be honest, I don't think I've ever watched a whole performance of Nice Body all the way through or the MV because I just couldn't. Like, I just, I just could not get through it. It's just, I, I mean. At the same time, you know, it was her solo effort, so I don't think the whole group should be should be, you know, damned for it. But at the same time, it's just. And then, I mean, you have to admit their controversies have not helped them. I mean, they're doing, they're still not doing bad for a gold group. They're making lots of money in China. They've still got fans. Um, I think they've got a lot of international. It seems like a lot of international fans still like them. And, um, like I said, they still have a lot of, like, you know, classic quote-unquote songs or, you know, songs that, you know, people still remember and like. But as a group, they've just, and, you know, I don't know, I haven't looked back at their old, like, performance videos or anything. So I don't know if they're, like, the fact that they put, like, you know, F all effort when they're on stage, if that's when always been there, or I just always, I just started noticing it, <laughs> like, around the, like, controversial era, you know, when things started getting bad for them. Yeah, before, before that, they were oh, kind of... Oh, yeah, you can watch um, pretty much any of the, their performances. Lipoli, during that era, I think that's when people started to really, really notice it. Mm -hmm. uh, what's her name, Gion? Gion? Gion, yeah. It's like a group of Jessicas. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I never paid that much attention to Jessica, to be honest. Like, during, like, I mean, to me, like, I wasn't a huge Girls' Generation fan, so I was never, like, one of those people that, like, yeah, I would watch, I would, I've watched their performances, but, like, not really like, watched them. So, you know, people talk about, oh, Jessica was always the one that never put any effort. So I, I was like, oh, yeah, I don't know. I've never really paid much attention. So, I mean, they all seem to... I mean, I thought one of the things, selling points of SNSD was, like, always that they were in sync, you know, and you could at least 
tell that much, so. But that's true, though, because, like, even in music videos, Jessica would just mess up. Like, she just mess up. <laughs> like, like I, I love Jessica. She is my baby. But I don't know if any of you had to watch this in college, but we had to watch this psychology video once. And you have to, and she just reminds me of it completely. And you're supposed to, there's a team with black shirts on and a team with white shirts on, and they're passing a basketball. And you're supposed to count how many times people wearing the white t-shirts pass to each other. And it's like a 30-second video, so we're all counting intently. And at the end of the video, he's like, all right, how many times do they pass the ball? And we all had different answers. You go, anybody see anything weird? And this one guy puts his hand up in his class, he goes, I'm pretty sure I saw a gorilla suit walk in the middle of the game and bang his chest and, like, walk away. And we're like, no, we all would have seen that. There's like 300 of us in this class. Like, dude, you're crazy. And then he's like, all right, well, we're just going to watch the video again. And it does. This guy kind of like strolls in in a gorilla suit, just bangs his chest, and he like, walks out. Like, that's Jessica for me. She's the guy in the gorilla suit. Like, you're watching Girls' Generation, and they're like super in check. And then somebody like brought us like a big red circle and goes, no, 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 no. Look at Jess. And you're like, what the hell is she doing? Like, she's not even going in the same direction. How did I miss this? It's the truth. Okay. I think a lot of people, like, wrote it off because she got the nickname, like, Ice Princess, but, like... Yeah, I remember that, and I thought that was just, like, because of her, like, appearance and demeanor. Mm-hmm. Like, her eternal bitch face, that poor child. Like, she could <laughs> smile, and she would look like she wanted to, like... Well, you know, and that was, off. like, a couple of, like, plastic surgeries ago, too. Oh, she God. <laughs> really is, um... I don't know, I feel like she doesn't look so, like, ice clean just- now. She's just going the Joan Rivers Botox route, you know. Right. I, I don't know. That <laughs> but, um, and then, I don't know. I, I just, I just think that's funny because I, I think that's also why I love groups like Mama Moo so much because everyone gives 100%. And I think, you know, I think that's part of, also that's a thing, like, I think that's also inevitable sometimes with these big groups, like when you put six, seven, eight, nine people, I mean, even with these people practicing probably like 20 hours out of the day or whatever they do, you know, there's always going to be like one person that's just going to go F it. I mean, Taeyeon does that like every now and again. I That's the one that I always remember, it was, it was Taeyeon's whole like incidents where she would just yeah. be like F it and just be like I'm not going to do this like when they were doing oh and you could tell she was not here for that song <laughs> and sometimes she would just be like you know what I'm not, I'm not going to do this I'm not going to do this and <laughs> she she would just like be there with bitch face on the entire like and, and not care mm-hmm. um, and you know I, I feel like with that many people you just it's your I mean it's super junior has he chill I mean you know he's always off doing his thing and like of course double standard boy group people think it's adorable like oh he chill he's so unique and he just does and says whatever he wants and all of that. and and you know nobody says anything about that um, you know I feel like but you know that's that's another thing I just feel like there's always gonna be those like you know one or two people they're just gonna be either they just they're kind of hopeless like they just can't stay in sync very well um, like my poor dear husband top even though he tries and he's gotten way so much better um, and now he just kind of does his own thing and we we love him for it um, hey, hey, he at least has the coordination of a puppy. His front half goes one way and his butt goes the other way, but it's adorable. 
Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like he he, he embraces it, and he he still puts in the effort. You know, he's just just not like effort. Um, but or you just have people that, like I said, just you know, just like you know, screw it. You know, I'm tired. I I hate this song, and I'm tired of performing it like a million times a day. Yeah. So I don't know. I had to feel that with that. Uh, okay. Um, on to um, Mirio. I feel like uh. Mirio from Brown Night Girls. Um, I feel like I heard that she was having a comeback, and one day, and then the next day, the MV came out. Um, so um, I kind of was blindsided because I thought we were at least going to be waiting for a little bit, and I have not watched the MV yet. Oh, Has anyone watched it? I did. I like the MV. I hate the song. Right? You like this video? Listen, it reminded me of like old school Namie. And so I was like, I'm here for this because Nami is my queen. And I was like, all right, I can get behind this if I mute it and I play Nami on top of it. Oh <laughs> <laughs> that song is awful. Like, I just, I love Miro when she's not singing. Yeah. I, I felt like she was. So like, she sings in this? She's not rapping? She's like a. a she's Kinda, she's but she's like she's like super trying to pull like the the G-man like really nasally voice and I'm just like oh, make it stop, no, make it so stop. Better than that, like she she sounds like this and then she tries to sing and you're like child no no she's like oh my gosh she's leads above like she's one of the best idol rappers out there and she shouldn't have to do that. It's bad. I don't know why she felt like she had to. Like she's legit, like one of the best out there, and I think I feel like people forget that now because, like, Brown Eye Girls have you know kind of they haven't done anything for a little while, and then like also with Muriel, if she's releasing stuff like this where she's trying to like copy Jimin for whatever the hell reason, maybe I guess because Jimin's popular now because of AOA and everything, but. I mean, people respected Muriel at least because of her skills. I mean, ugh. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to listen to that song now because that just depressed me. This is kind of <laughs> random, but am I, like, the only one who hates Jimin's voice? Because I think it's super irritating. I can't stand no, it. That's the only not. reason I don't watch AOA. It's the only yeah. reason I've tried. I've used iTunes and I've cut her out. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the song doesn't quite flow as well because it's just kind of choppy, but I like it better without her. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Uh, yes, that is a pretty, as far as not your average net, as this group goes, um, you're, yeah, you're pretty much in with the in crowd on that opinion. Um, I, I will say that on a couple of, like, AOA songs, like especially their early stuff, I didn't mind it, Jimin, so much. I thought it was like, okay, this is a little weird, but different. Yeah. But then, you know, it's like it kept going <laughs> um, with every subsequent song, and you don't really see anything else from her. It's, uh, it's, and it's so it weird because... Her, her voice isn't that annoying. It's not like, because you know there's some people like the nanny who... No, it really is affected. It's affected. The voice is just awful, and you're like, all right, I really hate you because of your voice, but it's not your fault. But you'll watch her on, like, I'm Pretty Rap Star, and I'm like, all right, your voice is a little high-pitched and nasally, but it's not that bad. And then she starts yeah. rapping, and you're like, yeah, oh, it's, God. It's totally, oh, God, make it stop. <laughs> no, yeah, it's totally effective. Like, you could tell that she can probably rap and not rap in, in such, in that manner, but 
for whoever reason someone told her or whatever for AOA or whatever reason that that's how she should do it so that's what she does and that's what she's known for so you know that's her thing and I think that's part of what makes it so grating because people can tell that it's not natural for her I mean it's the same thing I hate to bring it up because um, this is a K-pop podcast, but Iggy Azalea, people could tell that her whole thing was affected. I mean, it's just, you know, it, when it, things, it's almost so much like fakeness you can kind of, like, it's, you know, when people, people hate fakeness, and, and when they kind of, like, you know, get those feelings of not, um, like, inauthenticity, it's just like, no. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I, yeah, Jimin, yeah, Jimin is, is not a popular person, <laughs> person here, um, especially with uh, some of our other um, podcasters, so yes, you are, you're in good company, yeah, definitely. Um, this is for you, Shannon, since you're wondering who day six is. Now, I, before I get into, there's not a whole lot of information about them as of yet, but um, does anyone here, like, did they watch Making the Band back in the day? Like P. Diddy's Making the Band? Yes. Oh, my God. O-Town was my... Oh, my God. The, we're not even... Did you watch the other iterations where he, he he tried to make... Okay, I think people remember Dandy Kane, but do you remember the boy group? Oh, yeah. 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 Really? Yes, this is I remember is O-Town and Dandy Kane. Yeah, they, he had a, a, a guy group. He tried to make an R.I.B. guy group, and, of course, P. Knowing P. Diddy, being a P. Diddy project, that included it as well. But... <laughs> Um, that, um, I got confused because I saw Day 6, I was like, isn't that the name of P. Diddy's group? And I, like, I literally, like, I was thinking about this last, like, last night, and, like, I, like, laid there for, like, a good hour or so and thought about it, and I was like, and then I woke up, and I fell asleep and woke up, I was like, no, it's Day 26! <laughs> like, that was their name, and because I, I was like, did, they, did JYP, because I would not be surprised if he, like, knew about that group or saw something about it and was like, that's a good name. I'm going to name it day, day 26 or Day 6 or whatever. So, um, but I feel like he, part of it is maybe keeping up with this whole, like, 2 p.m., 2 a.m., day, night, hour, time-based <laughs> thing. It's cause I, some sort of, like, as obsession of his. Um, so, yeah, no, so that was just my whole, like, I just went off on that, but I just, I felt weird, because I, I felt like, like, the whole thing, I was like, I, that sounds so familiar, yeah. and then I felt like that came out of nowhere, because as Kiara had said, um, mentioned earlier, they were originally supposed to be named Five Live, but now they're Day Six, yeah. and apparently JYP's in the middle of preparations for the debut of them, um... Just like Wonder Girls Comeback, he originally had denied reports of, com of their upcoming debut. But um, they recently came forward and were like, yeah, we're preparing stuff. And but their time frame like, it's of their debut, when they're going to actually debut, isn't been set. Um, and basically, someone from the agency, a rep, said nothing's been decided about their debut yet. Um, but apparently, they did perform, apparently, a, a live club in... Hongdae um, on July 24th and are going to be opening up another performance on uh, well apparently they did this past July 31st and um, uh, they said this is for them to build up performing skills you know up until their debut 
So, um, so I don't know if that means twice is going to debut before or after them. But that's day six. So I guess if you're in, uh, you know, South Korea and you're in, you're around the area and you're interested in seeing what's going on with uh, JYP's new boy group, um, you know, check out the local clubs around the area. Mm -hmm. um, and eventually, before they debut, they'll become one week because they'll add another member, and it'll be seven. <laughs> <laughs> and then eventually, it'll be like one fortnight because there'll be four, four ten of them. I can't remember what that is. Eleven, <laughs> something like that. Well, you know, they already have one day technically with two p.m. and two a.m. Right. I, so you got you've already got got seven. So you got to add seven to like. They're going to have to add what? Whatever, 7 minus 24, 24 minus 7. Don't ask me uh, to math. It's late no, at night. I'm, I'm bad at math. 24 going. Okay, whatever happened to 2 a.m., though? Because I love them. Like, like, I think they're technically still together, but, like, two of them, like, left, right? Like, they're doing their own thing. Or they joined other companies, right, so that they could pursue other... I know Sulong did, right? And then one of the Long others... Yeah. I'm pretty sure okay. 2, 2 a.m. ended up inside their own abs because they worked on them too much, and they're stuck. Yeah. <laughs> 2 a.m. really got, like, they have that one hit, and then they usually got slept on. Yeah. Like, I, I, I feel like so bad. Except for Joe Kwan, because he was, like, variety king. You know, people love to see him just act. To be just, like, watching him be Joe Kwan. But the rest of them kind of, you know, didn't really get that much shine so I could kind of see them being like alright well I want to do my own thing and JYP one thing I will say about him is that you don't see you don't see this happen a whole lot in other uh, or at all in other companies where they let um, their um, entertainers join other uh, in, um, agencies at the same time so they can pursue other interests. Yeah. I mean, whatever people want to say about Sohi and people in 2AM and whatever, um, you don't see that very often and then being completely fine with it. And But at the end of the day, you know, JYP is the one that's laughing because, you know, that just reinforces loyalty with this agency. Yeah. And if he ever wants to get those people, you know, back for something, um, you know, they're probably more likely, like, you know, people are like, I miss Sohi and Sonye, but you know what? I would not put it out of, you know, honestly, I think it's a good chance as any that eventually at some point we'll see all six of them perform together at some point. You know, even if it's a one-off thing, you know, if JYP wants them to because, you know, they're probably loyal to him and they all seem to have good relationships with each other. Yeah. And you don't see that in other places. <coughs> SM. <laughs> oh, um, speaking of whatever, one, my favorites are leaving anyway. <laughs> but they're well, eventually they're all gonna leave. So um, <laughs> it's the waiting game. Speaking of Wonder Girls, um, they uh, recently their time of comeback is coming near. Um, unfortunately. I will not be here. More on that later. But you can, I'll be on vacay, but you can be damn sure I will be bopping to Wonder <laughs> Girls. And, uh, and made volume E um, on my vacay. I'm so excited. Um, they are, they recently released um, an album spoiler. Uh, it's released basically with snippets of each of the 
songs. They're going to be on their album. They have a full album, full 13 songs, um, which is so awesome. Um, so there's so there's been a little bit of a split here because, as usual, and you know, people, this always happens in K-pop. And I was telling Shannon, and I understand, okay, with Shannon, <laughs> because you don't care, you don't care for the 80s thing, which is completely understandable. If you don't care for 80s music, nothing's gonna make you you like this because <laughs> this is this is the genre that they're going for. I should, listen, I, it should have died. It was 40 years ago. Let it die. I love it if Me it's too. done the right way. I love it. If like any genre of music, honestly, like if if it's the right kind of song, if it's produced the right way. It's awesome, and like to me, like when when I read um, previous interviews with like uh, Ye, um, Yin, and she was talking about like you know they were thinking about Prince and stuff, and I was like, okay, all right, that's the right direction, that's the right direction. They're not talking, they're not like de talking about Debbie Gibson or Tiffany, so they're you know they're going away from that a lot. I don't know about Lim. Um, it seems like hers is more along that line. Her songs are more along that line, but. Um, People, again, when they came out with their initial kind of teasers, um, you know, people were taken aback and they were like, you know, they were, you know, kind of blindsided. They were like, oh, these are awesome. But JYP and the girls made it very clear that in the beginning that those teasers were to show like what the basis of their concept is, which is that they're going to be playing instruments, and that they played the instruments for the music on their album, and to show that they did, that they can play the play instruments, and you know that they this is what they're doing. It didn't mean that this is the kind of music that we're going to be doing, you know. And you know, it was, and I don't know, I don't know how people got that from the teasers too, because. Each of the the individual teasers was just them playing. It wasn't really like them doing a specific song or genre. I don't feel, mm -hmm. um, you know, it was just them playing in general. So it wasn't even like I feel like they never like some people have come out and fans have been like, I feel betrayed and I feel like I was bait and switched. And I was like, no, they never said they never ever said that they were going to be doing like they're going to be like FNC, FT Island, CM Blue type of stuff or that you know this type of thing although if they you know I feel like if they decide if they had just decided to be like we're just going to do like Maroon 5 type music um, <laughs> they would be no they would be like top of the charts because South Korea loves Maroon 5 for like some reason I don't understand um, so if they had done that they would guarantee the hit but um, you know, I, I mean, it makes sense to me because it's core. I mean, when the girls are a, a pop group, and um, you know, and and I feel like at the same time, it's still them trying something different. This is obviously still just something different for them. And I don't know. I I still feel like, from what I heard of the album, that it was still very. It's very well produced. Number one, um, which you don't get from K-pop songs a lot of the time. Um, unless you're like Big Bang or you know one of the bigger groups, maybe SNSD, um, some K-pop songs can sound kind of <laughs> empty. I mean, just because obviously they don't have the, you know, they don't have the money to, they don't have the money to get like you know foreign, pro you know foreign producers to come I'm in sorry, and like fix their stuff. I'm sorry, Ash, for a moment. 
I'm, are you oh, saying Sonia Shade's last song, Party, is a very well-produced song? <laughs> I didn't say it was well is that no, yeah, no, I'm not saying it's well produced. I'm just saying the quality of their music is, it's S, they, they're an SM group. So SM, like SM, well, what they do is, especially with like their groups, they a lot of times they, they just straight out purchase songs, like buy songs. From, like the, the song that they have coming out, that's by um, this girl called, what's her name? Is it pronounced Sarah? I know it's S-A-A-R-A. And she's like, uh, she's Swedish or something. They I don't know. From Swedish producers. Yeah, I mean, they do that all the SM especially. Like, I think they do that for EXO a lot. Super Junior, they buy a lot of songs from European producers, foreign producers, and they buy them and then they, you know, get mix them a little bit and and they do, you know, get them for their group. They do that all the time. Hey, so, Shiny just gets washed out Disney stars, so, you know. <laughs> well, I mean, Shiny's kind of an FX boat where they actually get, like, some, like, it sounds like there's some sort of effort put into their work, even though I I don't, I, I don't even know what's going on there half the time. Um, Shiny, I will say, though, Shannon, for Shiny, that I did, like, their, their last, like, their last, like, their last album before the repack, like, I think their stuff that they did, like, last go around was very good. Um, but sometimes their stuff can get kind of weird. Um, FX... Excuse you, it's perfection. Okay. And we will have a parting of the ways there, because <laughs> obviously we have different tastes in music. You, yes. um, you think Shiny's perfection, and I think 80s music is awesome. Um, <laughs> and especially certain types of 80s music. You cannot tell me that Gloria Estefan and Miami Sound Machine did not make some of the best music ever. Whitney Houston's 80s music, her stuff was not some of the best. Prince! No, no, no. Are we talking pre or post cocaine Whitney Houston? Oh, <laughs> no, this is pre cocaine because this was okay. 80s. All right. Okay? So this I'll was give you that. Was, this was when she was pure pop princess. And she was, like, killing it. And, like, it's some of her best stuff, like, her early stuff. People still sing it. I want to dance with somebody. How will I know? Don't get me started, because I grew up on the Whitney Houston. That's the thing. And the Mariah Carey, okay? I wanted to Mariah be Carey is in the 80s. Don't even go I Okay? I wanted to be them when I was growing up, all right? Grew up on them, their music. So don't get me started on them. But anyway, and, and just like 80s kind of like, it's not just like typical, because there's, like people think about 80s music and sometimes they just default to like, uh, like Debbie Gibson and like some of the cheesy stuff, but there's, there is other genres within 80s, there's 80s, funk, um, R&B, R&B, you know, kind of, kind of music, which I think people have kind of been trying to reference with Prince and the whole Purple Rain thing because that's kind of kind of the I think area that people are trying to, you know, kind of mention. It's not just pure, just like you know, when people think of eighties, like that key and peel sketch where they're like doing like the eighties like aerobics. You know, <laughs> that. 
Yeah, like people think about that, or just whatever cheesy, cheesy '80s thing. Um, there's there's a lot of great like pop, funk, like funky, our funk R&B type of stuff back then. Um, you just had to be like like now. I mean, you know, some people say now R&B is dead, but there's lots of R&B singers. You just have to be listening to the right people. It may not be as mainstream as it used to be, but music in general is different now. I'm not gonna get into that. Um, but it's, um, you know, like I said, you have to be listening to certain people. Michael Jackson, um, uh, you know, just for example, uh, he was an 80s artist. Uh, and so, <laughs> I, I, you know, I, this is not to discredit your opinion, Shannon, because like I said, you are perfectly well within your rights to not like 80s music. But I don't think that this discredits the Wonder Girls themselves from doing something this 80s pop inspired and I feel like people are being a little dramatic with the whole thing like ah you know I thought they were gonna be like out there playing you know like they were like Muse or Green Day or something like they honestly they're gonna like, play metal yeah, yeah. yeah like, I would be really so happy if they started doing like metal music I'd be like just to watch K-pop bands like flip out it'd be worth it I mean that would be awesome, but I mean let's let's face it. I mean they that I mean there are groups like that in South Korea, and they can't even get like an audition with like most of these companies. So they've got a ways to go. <laughs> um, but I mean, but the good thing is is that. For them to be even, I mean, it's a big deal for them to even to be saying we're going to be playing instruments. That's just a big deal. I mean, regardless of what type of music it is. And I've said it before, and I will say it again. And I will say it until they come back. That when they come back, and people give them a bunch of attention, and I don't care if they win number one in music shows or they don't. It doesn't matter because they're going to get attention and publicity from it. We're going to see AOA Black coming back within the next, by the end of this year. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that's going to happen. They're, they're going to crawl out their hole. They're going to um, yank uh, Elle out of whatever dungeon they put her into. And they're going to, not Elle. Why? Why? That's her name, why? I don't know why I called her Elle. Why? Um... <laughs> Uh, they're gonna, you know, yank her out, and they're gonna you know, like, oh, shave look, her beard off. Because she's been in the dungeon for so long, she's probably got like one of those like um, castaway beards. <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna pretty her up, um, and they, you know, they're gonna they're gonna make sure she's all fresh and sparkly, and they're gonna be like, look, remember we're banned too, and um, all of a sudden that's gonna become a thing. So yeah, why should not even have X or Z with her? She's just Y. Yeah. Well, I think I read somewhere, too, and I didn't even know. I don't know why, like, some groups go so into these concepts, but because I remember when I first read it, and I was like, what? You know, AOA has a whole, like, angels concept, and they're supposed to be angels. They yeah. came down to Earth, but why is actually, like, their justification for not being in both the band and the dance unit is that she's, she's like half. She's <laughs> it well, it's supposed to be like she's half human, half angel, or something. Like it's like a bad thing. Believe. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I have like you guys didn't really have to go that far into it, but okay. Um, so 
there's that. Maybe um, she's a unicorn. You don't know. We're going to judge her on that? I'm not judging her. I'm just saying, like, FNC didn't have to go that far. Like, they put all that effort into... Clearly the, she like, is a unicorn because she's still surviving in the dungeon. And the that's lie. right. Yeah, she's, she's a unicorn. Respect her unicornness. <laughs> I Look, Maybe I have respect for why because she's still there. I would have said, you know, after I saw the writing on the wall with them and miniskirt, I would have pieced out and been like, whatever, you know. Or do you know what? I feel like I, feel like I would love it if, like, because nobody really knows what's going on with her other than she's still technically a part of, like, AOA. Like, she's shown up in, like, some behind-the-scenes stuff with them, even though she hasn't performed with them in, like, a year, in a couple of years now. Like, maybe she might still be, she might still even be collecting, like, you know, residual I was going to say, if I was going to be an idol and I got to do nothing and still collect my, like, Quarter, yeah, she might. I'd be like, oh yeah, you guys have that dance for you. Do that. I'm gonna stay here with the band. I'm gonna make sure my skills are good, and uh, I'm gonna hit the drums a little bit. You guys, you guys dance. <laughs> yeah, yeah no, I was like, if she's doing that, then you know, she's my she's my personal idol because I'd be like, that that is. Amazing. That was Jung Hyung for years. <laughs> it was hilarious. <laughs> so yes, so I I can't wait, um, Kiara, you. As a fellow wonderful, do you have anything to say about the the album spoiler? Oh man, I'm just really excited. Like when I listened to the album spoiler, I was just like <laughs> excited because I, the album sounds pretty cohesive. Like once, like it, the theme of the album pretty much stays the same. Um, this is not them trying to trying to have all these different sounds. They pretty much stick to like the '80s type vibe. Um, sound throughout the whole album. Um, I'm really, really excited for the with the last song of the album because it's supposed to be Yeon's song and she wrote it um, for... Yeah, you can uh, tell it's like very like dramatic and it's supposed to be like a, you know, a very like retrospective song. Basically, it's they're supposed like... supposed to be about their 8th anniversary of one yeah, of the yeah. They're like, uh, we cried while we sang it. I was like, oh god. So I'm excited for that, but I'm, more than anything, I'm just excited to see Wonder Girls back out there, just to see them back on music shows. And just yeah, they're gonna be to on. They're gonna be on Sketchbook. They're gonna be on. Um, and they're gonna perform their their instruments live on Sketchbook. So everyone's. Yeah, gonna yeah, yeah, that. yeah. And apparently, they're gonna do at least one music show live. That's the rumor. Um, and they're supposed to be on one of those Idol Olympic shows. I don't oh, know the, the 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 Idol. The Idol Athletic Championship, whatever, I forget the whole thing, the title. That thing that they do twice a year with all the idols, and then they all do the and a bunch of athletic them, stuff. Yeah, and a bunch of them get injured, and it's like a waste of everyone's time. Um, so I hope, you know, cross my fingers, guys don't get injured. Um... So but, I'm, and, I'm really excited. Um, yeah, so, and they're all, you know, they're also, like, you know, advertised for, like, some other shows and stuff in Korea with other idol groups. So, like, it's, a, like, you know, it's a proper comeback. So, um, yeah, and people have been spamming, like, Wonder Bang stuff, and I put that, okay, I'm going to say, for those of you who don't know, um, and this was actually a little bit before I got this was before my time as a K-pop fan, but this is what made me big fans of both of the groups, is um, when Big Bang and uh, 
when the girls were essentially both like slowly starting to blow up and um, as groups, and this was before everyone had like they were basically like the top of like maybe like three or four group other groups that were out at the same time or near the top. So like they actually like they did quite a few like share stages and things like that together. And so they kind of got Wonder Bing is kind of an unfortunate portmanteau. Um, I would have tried to come up with something a little more pleasing, like word-wise. Yeah. But um, if you watch, if, uh, just look like pull up Wonder Bang on YouTube and watch some of the videos. Like they would perform each other's songs together, and they're cute as hell. Um, and it's obvious. Like it's interesting to me because um, there's about you know how with YG, you know they're always weird about like um, them interacting with other groups and things, but it's interesting, like, back then, like, they made, they've made a concerted effort to, like, have them interact together because they were, like, kind of in the same point in their careers at that time, and, you know, they did this little cute drama skit together, and, I mean, it's, it's just, like, they have history, so... I would. I just want them to be like see, like be on the same stage and be like, hey, you know. I mean, that would just give me my life. And I know that sounds very sad, but it's just, it's nostalgia. It's pure nostalgia. I mean, you know, I used to be like, if if if, if I can't be with Top, then you been should. And then that was like my whole thing because I was like, they're both rappers, and you know. They did some stuff together, and I was just convinced. I was like, they're perfect for each other. Mm. So that was my young, younger K-pop self. Um, now, uh, Top is, is just for me. So, uh, so <laughs> I'm, just wondering, I'm just wondering, do, Nia, are you a fan of Wonder Girls, or do you have any thoughts about their comeback? Or? Oh, yeah, I'm actually a big fan of Wonder Girls. They're like... <laughs> Yeah, they were actually my first girl group I got into. Yeah, they were mine too. I was just quiet though because, like, from the like tea or the spoiler, rather, I was not excited at all. Oh, okay. <laughs> sound. I was just like, oh, okay, cool, maybe. But like, I I hate most things. Bef like the first time I listened to it, so I was like, maybe it'll grow on me. That's yeah. Are you like Shannon, where you don't just don't care for '80s music, or were you hoping for something more like rock inspired? Or um, okay, so like I saw like I saw them with their instruments, so I was like, oh, that's nice. But I wasn't hoping for like a FT Island esque thing because I'm not really a fan of that. But mm -hmm. like, I don't know. I don't know what I want from the Wonder Girls at this point. <laughs> I just want them to perform and be happy and just live their lives. And hopefully I enjoy at least one of the songs on that album. Yeah. I think, you, I think you will because I think there's diversity even within, like, the music. Like, there's even certainly though several levels of tackiness in the music. I mean, you've got various levels. That's one way to put it, Shannon. <laughs> I mean, um, I mean, it goes from like the velvet ball gown to like <laughs> lore. So you've got the you've got the whole spectrum there. 
what you're missing the um the shoulder pads as well. Oh, no, that's right in the middle. <laughs> that's in between ball gown and velour. And um also leg warmers. I was I was very so you got, um, got the ball gown with the that's made out of velvet and then you've got like the bright green and the bright pink leg warmers and you got normal leg warmers. Got to have the shoulder pads. Do not forget the high-waisted but short crop tops where you can almost see the bottom of your boob. <laughs> then you got to have, like, the sneakers that went, like, were normal almost, but then, like, they've got, like, the 12-inch soles, so yeah. you're, like, 7 feet tall, and you're like, I don't understand what's going on. And then you've got to have the sneaker heel. Mm, don't okay. forget the sneaker. Like, I feel like they're going to walk out on outfit, and they're going to have, like, what? the sweatpants on. They're going to have, like, those wristbands. They're going to have, like, side ponytails. They're going to have, like, that bright blush from hell. Oh, my God. It's just, it's just like, everything that needs to die. mentioned is stuff people are wearing now. Listen, did you not see that music video? It was, like, tacky 80s on track. Which point. That was one thing I loved about the music video. Is that it was like they went all out. Like I was reading someone, they had the like aspect. The aspect ratio was like how it was in the eighties. If you look up in the corner, they had like a little upside down like. And it should have stayed in the eighties. It should have been burned. Like the of the eighties should be lost. The old V logo, like. I'm like, if you're gonna do a concept like that, go all in. Oh, sorry. No, no. No. Go in or go home, and they're going go in. Home. Go home. No, you can well, go home. When come back. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's yeah. move on, because apparently Shiny is going goosebumps in the oh night. Oh my god, I'm so excited. It's like, R.L. Stein, are you afraid of the dark? And Shiny in one comeback. It's like everything I wanted as a child, I didn't know I wanted. <laughs> Which, um, I guess, you know, Shannon is way into. Um, there, uh... Repackage is also, they're also going to be releasing that on August the 3rd. And uh, it's going to have all their stuff from uh, their um, original album and then uh, three other songs um, with Married to the Music. They're going to have it's, uh, Chocolate, Hold Me, and Savior. And I don't know where they're, where they're going with uh, this concept either. Um, some people were saying that uh, they're going just as retro as the uh, Wonder Girls, honestly, with this kind of concept. So, please, please. Goosebumps retro, R.L. Stein. Excuse you, that's 90s. It's a completely different era. Okay. okay. Please. Have you seen Saved by the Bell? It starts in the 80s and it's tacky, and by the end of the 90s, it's slightly less tacky. Okay, if you're going at the Go end back. of the 90s, but, like, for, like, early 90s, like blends into the it's like pretty much like eighties until like excuse like you excuse you nobody was wearing hammer pants after like ninety one <laughs> says you okay <laughs> <laughs> is there anything else you want to say about your lovely babies Shannon? it's gonna be so tacky and wonderful. It's going to be the good kind of tacky, not the bad kind of tacky. And I'm super excited, and it's going to be wonderful, and I hope that there's bad, like, zombie references and werewolf references and, like, corpse rides, and I'm going to be so excited. I hope Taman has a nice week. <laughs> and you know what? I want Taman to have, like, that god-awful makeup that made him look dead his last solo promotion, because it would work perfectly oh. with this. 
with like the peach eyeshadow underneath, and I'm like, are you alive? <laughs> or did like they can do those boys so wrong? Like every now and again, I'll see a picture of Shiny, and I'll be like, they're pretty handsome guys. But like whenever they're doing like promoting, like most of the time they'll have them like in just like the weirdest ass makeup and hair. Hey, at and least they got to leave the colored skinny jeans behind. All right. <laughs> and they left that for 90s aesthetics of looking like, you know, they're half playing basketball, they're half, I don't know, doing a Gap commercial. I don't know. It's weird. <laughs> Listen, you, you can't tell me you can't see Key being all over, like, mid-90s aesthetic. Key is all bracelets. Oh, he would be so old. He may he be, but so Tayman was probably like, this is, what is this, what my mom wore? When I, <laughs> <laughs> like, they'll, they'll still be trying to give Tayman a weave. What are you oh, kidding? Oh, boy. Okay. All right, so Wonder Girls is problematic. Is, uh, 80s is problematic, but Shiny, <laughs> no problem. Okay, they're both coming out around the same time, so best man, woman, win. Uh, Lee Michelle is also coming out with a uh, new uh, a mini album called I Can Sing, which has about three, four songs on it. Um, so far, um. I haven't gotten a whole lot of information on it. I've seen like the Jack album art, and she's it's nice, and it's always good to see Lee Michelle get some get some. Hopefully, she'll you know show up on some music shows and, and get some play. Um, yeah. You know, I I was really impressed the last time around, especially with like you know the subject matter that she decides to sing about, and um, you know I feel like she's very. Um, um, aware, socially aware of things that people probably in Korea, um, South Korea specifically, probably would not usually talk about. Um, and, um, you know, if she's going to do that type of thing, I say more power to her and, you know, put that out there. Yeah. Stay woke. Um, yeah, so, uh, I'm looking forward to that, um, I, I know people that are still, like, anti-YG because of the Sue Pearls incident, like, seriously, like, I know people that are crushed because of that, like, do you guys remember the whole Sue Pearls thing? I don't remember specifically what happened. It was from, uh, the... Um, it originally had Lee, Lee High was in it, um, on K-pop stars, Lee High, um, Lee Michelle, and like two other girls, and then, um, YG signed them all, and then they had released, like, this vague teaser about them being signed and being a group, and then eventually, after not hearing about them for some indefinite amount of time, um, revealed that they had, like, pretty much released everybody except Lehigh. Wow, that, yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because they did, like, the Lehigh solo was going to be, like, the intro to the Super Pearls, and they were each going to get, like, their little solo song before they had the group come back, or, I guess, introduction, and then it was his Lehigh song. Oh, then another Lehigh song. Oh, wait, another Lehigh song. He's like, yeah, by the way, Super Pearls ain't happening. I was like, what? Yeah. So it, a lot. I know a lot of people there are still Wait, very. I have a question. Yeah. Is, it, is that also because I always hear people talk about uh, pink punk 
punk or something like that? A group like that? Is that the same thing as that's, or mm, no, that's like rumored to be punk. um YG's he's well, a while back he said he was working on his own version of Girls Generation. Oh god. And um that that was a name that's been floated around as being a potential name for the group. Um, but other than that, there's not really a whole lot known about it. Um, that one girl, what's the one that's been on a few songs? Uh, what's her name? Um, she was on a song with G-Dragon. The one that everybody, like, she... A lot of fangirls like hated her. Oh, I forget her name. Um, but I think she was supposed to be in it. But I mean, in true YG fashion, it's one of those things where I don't think anybody really knows. I mean, who's in or who's out? And like, I think a bunch of girls have like come and gone since. I don't know. And I mean, he's you know he's obviously got the guy groups um, on the front burner, so. Who knows when they're going to... I mean, we don't even know when 21 is going to come back. So, you know, I wouldn't... You know, I don't know. Either they're just going to pop up one day and, you know, appear out of nowhere or we'll never hear from them. <laughs> so. Does anyone else think that, like, 21 is on their, like, last legs? Like, I feel like they're going to come back one more time. and then I don't know. I feel like that with... You know, because as, I feel with YG groups, it's weird. Because, especially after hearing about what, what happened when Big Bang came back, and they were talking about how last time, like, they were like, you know, we were so close to just being, like, you know, hanging up. Yeah. I feel like with YG groups, it's, like, touch and go, honestly. Like, because YG himself doesn't seem to plan long-term for anything. Yeah. And so, it's like... So in that sense, it just seems like, you know, I mean, it could be, maybe. I, I mean, honestly, it, it really feels like it's just up to, like, whatever happens, happens. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, like, okay, we'll do something, and then, you know, depending on how we feel and how things go, yeah, I do one more album, think, or, you know. I think it kind of also depends on with CL and her yeah. US debut and what happens with that. Like, mm -hmm. let's say if she does, you know, become successful or she does get some form of success that it'll, it'll have her continue to be here in, within the United States to work yeah. on her music and stuff. Like, I think that would be a big impact on the group. And also when, you know, netizens will get over, you know, bomb scandal and stuff like that. You know? Yeah. I wonder how long she plans on on doing things here because I got the impression originally that she would have something out by now. Yeah. I mean, she does have Dr. Pepper out, but like, you know, and originally when they announced it, you know, I got the impression that Scooter Braun was going to be, or whatever, they were going to be, you know, pumping up promotions around this time, well, around this time. Well, well, August, they said. And August is, te is technically just got here. So, I mean, so we do have some time. But, mm, I don't know. I, 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 I don't know. And, and I don't. I guess I feel like with 21, I mean, Sandra is finally getting a chance to act. She's been trying to do that forever. Um, Bomb is 
doing whatever. There's rumors that she has some like rich businessman boyfriend. So, I mean, hopefully she's got that to keep her busy. Uh, Minzy's popping up on IG. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's on Instagram. She's been popping up in some like uh, American like dance studio videos and things like that. So, I mean, I, I don't know. I feel like I mean, I feel like it definitely with CL like. They knew they were going to take some sort of extended hiatus with that. Yeah. And I feel like at least with CL, like, I think at least she's, she seems to be, like, at least dedicated to the group somewhat. Um, unless she super blows up, then she might not be. But I think, like, <laughs> like, currently, I think they are. I think it's just, I think YG is just, with he's just he seems like just very flaky. Like I could just see him being like, well. Well, YG reminds me of that that dad who wants more responsibility, and his wife is like, no, you're gonna forget about the kid. No, you're gonna forget about the kid, and he gets really really angry that everyone thinks he's gonna forget about the kid. So he finally gets a chance to go and take the kid to daycare and pick it up, and then he gets a call from the teacher. He's like, you were supposed to pick the kid up like four hours ago. He's like, oh shit, like, don't tell nobody. I'll be there in a second. And bribes the kid with ice cream to keep him there. Like that is YG to me. Wow. <laughs> I don't know. YG always kind of see me. If you're looking at, if you're looking at dad like analogies, I see him as like that one dad that's like almost impossible to like please. Like you try and do so much, and he's like, you're never going. He's he's he's, he's going to be the one that's it's never going to be like you. You just you spend your whole life trying to please daddy just to hear him say that one time. Good job. And everyone ties him hot, and you're like, I don't understand this. He is, like, the worst dad ever. They're like, oh, my God. All your friends are like, your dad's so hot. Does he have a girlfriend? And you just want to, like, throw things at them? Well, I mean, mean, his wife was one of his former trainees, so. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Is that, like, a 20-year gap or something like that? Yeah, he started dating her, like, the second she turned 18. He started courting her before, yeah, something like that. Woody Allen weirdness. Well, no, Woody Allen is worse. That was his daughter. That's true. Oh. Um, Speaking of child uh, entertainers, SM Rookies, um, well, first of all, we know that for some reason, SM is all about their rookies. All of a sudden, I mean, this may have something to do with Red Velvet, because um, they were... um, Irene and maybe one of the other ones. Like there are a couple, couple of the girls were like I think I remember were like promoted um, among the rookies before they debuted as Red Velvet. And maybe they saw that and they're like, oh, maybe we should you know capitalize on that a little more. Yeah. So now they've got them doing this whole Mickey Mouse Club thing, and now they're going to have this. Um, well, they said uh, specifically, I guess this um, SM Rookies boy group is going to debut soon, mm-hmm. um, and there's going to be an SM Rookies concert. <laughs> um, FX has never had a concert, by the way. And um, <laughs> should we do not speak of this? <laughs> um, so there's uh, rumors that there's going to be a debut around September, October, and apparently. Um, K-Nezins are not even buying this too much. Um, 
They were like, they look like ghostly flower boys. Yeah. Uh, they look plastic, unnatural, probably some of the worst visuals out of SM group. Apparently, um, Taeyong, who, um, if you don't remember, did the uh, rap for Red Velvet's um, remake of Be Natural. Um, apparently, he's part of the group, and uh, people aren't happy about that. And <laughs> um, so, apparently, uh, South Korea is, is uh, Kenazans are not uh, not really, you know, super thrilled about this. Um, like I said, I've not. To me, it's kind of weird. I don't. I don't really see um, the long-term ben benefits, or I, I, I don't see the the, the Business plan, the, the 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 layout here that they're trying to do with this. SM they're trying to get them to implode faster than XO. Yeah, <laughs> speeding up the process. Yeah, <laughs> like why would you have concerts for people who may not debut for you? I don't know. I mean, kids, they are still tra in training. Yeah, clearly. I mean, I I don't I don't know. Um, SM doesn't because know because they're getting ready to gear them to be the next. It boy band because you know those who must not be named are slowly you know. Yeah, so let's put them up when they're younger but, you know. and even more clueless and even and more susceptible and don't know what they're doing. Um, yeah, that's gonna that's that's gonna be wonderful. Of course, they don't know what they're doing. They're test tube babies on Essence Laboratory. <laughs> they you know, they all have Taman face. I was like, did they just like clone him? <laughs> you know, do you not know what Zhang Lian, the so, the Chinese soloist, has been doing this whole time? She's been doing their bidding, Essence bidding, by making these tester babies. <laughs> on that <laughs> makes a lot of listen. Listen, I was wondering what happened to Gino, but he was just like a uh, an experiment gone horribly awry, so they cut him loose, and I was very sad. He didn't quite fit the tame in face. Yeah. I just like S I just can't with them. I don't. Uh. What, you don't want to have a group called S1RB? Like, come on. That's like, <laughs> a name. Like, that's like, what else do you need? <laughs> like, you can't even give them a proper name. Like, I hate no. when they do groups like that. Like, what? S1RB. I mean, you know, just give them a name. Like, don't be giving them, like, numbers. Like Someone robs babies. S1RB. Like, they, like, they <laughs> like, out of a lab? Like, what the hell? Okay, um, so while we're still talking about X, uh, SM, um, XO, uh, Tao, yeah. Tao, uh, recently cried sad tears on Chinese TV. Um, he was Is anyone really surprised? The boy cried over a strawberry. <laughs> he talked about, uh, uh, on a show, he was talking about uh, on a Chinese show on the interview. His hardships uh, is a Chinese idol living in Korea. He was talking about how he's very lonely and only had himself to depend on. Um, and he said that I was alone for four years and there was no one to help me. I had to do everything by myself. How Cinderella. He no, also no, said to be fair, that was taken out of context. He was talking about having no family in Korea. Okay. 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 Oh. We will. He wasn't that. talking about how he didn't have any like people, but he'd always been so close with his family, or he'd always had them around. To be suddenly separated with the cultural barrier and no family. Mm. 
Okay. Well, that makes sense. I know that there were some bullying rumors that were popping up again because of the interview, but I figured that that was probably from stuff taken out of context. Um, I'm sure there was bullying. I mean, it, SM is notorious for it, but... Yeah. But, I mean, I don't know if Tao was specifically bullied, or... I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, we've, we've got the rumors, but, you know, I don't know. Yes. All I know is that, you know, he said that, uh... Um, yes, and then he, he did say that, um, I have it here, that he missed his family. Um... And he, He's always been a big crybaby. And he said the thing uh, about his um, debut track, T-A-O, um, lyrics, uh, are, according to the person that wrote this article, reveal the idol's feelings about XO and SM Entertainment. And he says, the things I want to say are all recorded in the lyrics. I hope everyone likes it. Thank you to everyone who has been beside me and devoted to me. And uh, lyrics of the song include, <clears throat> I believe in my persistence. I believe in my choice. It has come to the time to leave. I understand what is freedom. As I leave by, my, by myself, I understand the reason why I'm back. Oh, God. Who's <laughs> back? Yeah. <laughs> that was like a major lyricist. What? What? <laughs> and so, um, apparently fans have been interpreting this as confirmation that he has no plans of returning to EXO, um, despite SM Entertainment's insistence that talks are ongoing to reconcile with him, but SM has been, mm, I don't know. I, I don't know why anyone thinks that, thought he was going to reconcile with them in the first place. I mean, as soon as he, like, yeah. disappeared, everyone knew he was gone, so. Yeah, I was, I had hope for, like, a day. I wonder if the day he left, I guess, the dorm or whatever, he left that bracelet that he showed off. <laughs> saying no, about oh, for the he people. would not leave his OT11 bracelet. I can like, see him just doing the most. Like, listen, like, although, listen. Like, writing a message, like, on a whiteboard, like, in their dorm. I'll have this friend in high school, that super passive-aggressive friend, that's like, no, it's fine, we're cool, I, I'm, you know that bitch, I don't like that bitch, I ain't talking to that bitch. No, it's fine, we're cool, I don't want to talk, no, I'm not mad, I'm not mad. He's so, oh my god, I love Tao, because he's just so ridiculous and over-the-top and over-dramatic. Like, he would probably, like, fall over and, like, roll <laughs> on the ground crying like he stubbed his toe and be like, <laughs> I bet he left that bracelet in a box full of rose petals and was like, my flower has done blooming. He put it in, in like, like Kenyal cereal, so when Kenyal poured his cereal in the morning, the bracelet fell out and he was like, take that! <laughs> he left a lovely le letter saying, my time is over, but I wish you all the best. No, no, he wouldn't even be the one that would like get lipstick on a mirror and be like, "Peace out, you ugly hoes." And then a big blown up like um, screenshot of him next to that uh, window um, that's become a huge meme. Like I've seen that. Have you guys seen that? No, um, yes. The, the, the rainy window that's become a huge meme. I've seen that like used as a meme on like non-K-pop sites. Like it's become like like people yep. just think it's funny. <laughs> It's oh, I mean, he's always been this dramatic, though. I mean, in his first interview, they were he was like crying that he was like, or he's whining that he was hungry, and then someone tries to feed him a strawberry, and he lights up like a four-year-old. He's like, ah, strawberry. So he's always been like, don't starve him. They don't feed me. 
Oh my gosh! I did like oh. they had this. In the, in the best part is this interview is in Chinese, and he's completely ignoring the people. And he's just literally staring at the strawberries mm-hmm. until somebody gets him a strawberry. I was like, oh my god! And I bet their fans just thought it was adorable. It's like, oh, oh that's adorable! Oh he's like a perpetual child that I don't actually have to interact with or raise, so it's cute. <laughs> <laughs> or like a little puppy that you have to constantly be looking after. It's like the puppy that um, still paddles outside of the rug, and you want to be mad at it, but then it looks with you that sad face, and you're just like, if you peel one more time, I will have to be mad at you, but not this time. <laughs> okay, so um, on to uh, girl group, uh, some uh, smaller girl group news. Um, quickly, um, Shannon, you are talking about Stellar recently came out with a new version Ugh. of their uh, MV, has anyone else seen this? Is it, It's just a choreography version? It's the like, dance version. It's so like, awful. Like, like, you needed to, like, see the choreography, like, like that was something people were, like, like, um, you know, yearning for so much. Oh, it was awful. Uh, I didn't think you could really get worse than the original music video, but they proved me wrong. Well, I mean, it's just what they've been doing on most of the music shows, except maybe with a few moves that have been banned. Oh, oh, it's not the it's not the dance. Like I expected the dance at that point. It's the camera angles. They somehow find a way to make those awful, even with no boxes. Like how? Well, like they like film the whole MV in like a square shot, and then they black out everything but their crotches. Uh. Why? And then it goes back to their faces, and they black everything out but their crotches. You're like, no, make it stop. Make it stop. Well, you'll be seeing more of Stellar, I suppose. (laughs) Because they're going to be coming out with their very first documentary. Oh, wow. um, MBC show, Human Documentary. Uh, reportedly, according to their agency, is going to be a chance to show a bit of their real lives. Okay. Apparently, they're filming the documentary now. It's supposed to show every part of their lives, from the moment they wake up to the moment they sleep, and share their honest feelings that they haven't been able to vent out to anyone else, um, such as how um, they wake up um, screaming inside every morning. Um, because of what they have to go through, and they're just literally just walking around. Um, I feel like this is going to be like the Nine Music, um, Nine Muses um, documentary, where I just feel even more guilty for liking their music because it you know, treats them. And uh, also, uh, this is more media spin from their um, agency, obviously. Until this documentary came about, they never had a chance to show their true selves. Broadcast and music shows only show their sexy image and concept, which you perpetuated. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Through this documentary, Stella will unveil how they are as real people. Each member's family members will also show their faces and tell the audience what the members had to go through all these years. The first episode of their documentary will is supposed to air on August 8th. So, there's that. Mm-hmm. Um... Yeah, so not here for this because this is obviously media play by their company, yeah. and it's just I I just I. Well, it was the same thing um, with Nine documentary, so it's pretty much. I feel like it's even worse because I I mean with Nine Muses, I feel like that was just showing us what the average girl group goes through. I feel like Stellar is like even worse. 
<laughs> I mean, seriously. I mean, with I mean, we can tell that this is like some bull crap. Just not even knowing what's going on. Yeah. And if their company thinks that by showing what's going on by doing a documentary, I mean, they're willing. If they're willing to, apparently, they're willing to show their ass. To, to to try and get them to be they're willing to do anything at this point to get popularity and money and whatever yeah. so at this point it's like whatever they end up doing it's just I mean just justice for Stellar somebody unchain those girls somebody buy out their contract yes please take them under their wings somebody do it um, whatever company if a company buys out their contract and, and takes them to their company and just just like you know what it's okay, babies. You don't have to suffer anymore. Eric Nam, I don't know. Who is it? Not Eric Nam. Is that his name? I think that was, so. Was, with them. was associated with them Kenya. before he, like, bailed? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know where you are. You need to come back. Somebody. If you guys, somebody saves, save them. Somebody, like, take them under their wing. I will, I will forever, like... I will forever be loyal to you, to your company or whatever because that's that just that's just some BS right there. Um, I mean, even like even K netizens at this point, like it's not even the usual slut shaming. Like when their video came out, MV came out, people were just like, "That's sad." Yeah. I mean, that's bad when it gets to that point where people can't even they can't even be bothered to like slut shame you like they would do any other girl group. They're just like, I feel bad for them. Yeah. yeah this is I bad. mean, not to mention, I mean, the slut shaming is bad enough, but when you've, you've got those horrible slut shamers, even you've got them feeling sorry for you, then you know you've got problems. Um, uh, this is a little thing, but I just think it's funny because <laughs> I just think it is. Uh, Mission Impossible Rogue Nation is coming out soon. Um, Tom Cruise uh, always goes to South Korea to promote, and since Tiffany is the only idol in all of South Korea that speaks English fluently, she's going to be interviewing him for Entertainment Weekly. Wow. Well, isn't uh, So Young like a huge Tom Cruise fan? I I don't know. I'm sure there's lots of idols that like Tom Cruise. I mean, he's like. The epitome of the American actor, even though, I mean, I mean, you know, I I would say to Americans not so much anymore, but overseas he probably still has kind of that image, you know, he's Tom Cruise sort of thing. Just like like if you mention Brad Pitt or Johnny Depp, you know, yeah, people are like, oh, you know, because they're like the face, you know. But they're like normal crazy. Tom Cruise is like. But that's what I'm saying. Like, it's the same reason why you see a lot of, um, like, K-pop star, like, uh, K-pop singers, uh, male K-pop singers that like Chris Brown and stuff, like Taeyong and them. They like Chris Brown. They they don't know. They don't know or probably don't really, you know, pay much attention to scandals that are going on over here. Unless it's, like, something really big, maybe, and the Korean media covers it extensively, and I don't know if they, how much of Chris Brown's stuff that they cover. Maybe, I could see them having maybe covered the Rihanna stuff, but, you know, the other crazy shit that he does on almost daily basis, they probably, you know, don't really know about it. So, you know, they, you know, they just, you know, see them as 
you know, of the face of certain, like, American institutions, and that's like, okay, you know, that's, that's, you know, that's who's, who's it, you know, mm -hmm. um, so, and then I've already seen there's some pictures out with her and Tom Cruise, and, you know, she's posing cute, and Tom Cruise is, to be fair, he's calmed down some in the last several years, at least he's become tolerable, um, outside of the whole Scientology thing, um, so there's that, I mean, but, um, I mean, yeah. from what I've, I've read of, like, of, um, fan, um, accounts of meeting him at the airport and stuff, he was really friendly, he signed for a Yeah, I think in general he's not a bad person, but the Scientology stuff is just... That's a whole other thing, and then Let's that's speak of that here, please. I don't. Yeah. Want yes, we're not. We're not going to. Um, all I have to say is, <laughs> all I have to say is, if you're interested in learning more, there's a very good documentary by HBO called Going Clear, and um, you should watch that um, if you are interested in learning more about that whole thing. So there's that. Um, so Tiffany um, is getting to do my dream job. Just because she speaks English and she's <laughs> um, not so much the Tom Cruise thing, but you know, I I used to want to be an entertainment reporter, so there's that. Mm -hmm. FX is uh, according to SM diligently preparing for a new album oh. to come out this year. Mm -hmm. How many times have we heard this, Shannon? Um, this year so far, we've heard four or five times. I'm still waiting on that re that repackage I was promised like yeah, you're never 18 months that, ago. So you might as well just move on. Because no, I want it. I want it. I want um, it. <laughs> Star News says that they won't release a new album this summer, but they're supposed to meet fans with new songs within this year. Um, according to an FX, FX representative on the 28th, of July. FX are currently diligently producing and preparing a new album and added, although the exact release date hasn't been decided yet, a new album will come out within this year. And they'll practice making it even shorter comeback. They'll go for one week instead of two. Right. Works for 2 p.m. Even though they didn't really have any choice. But, you know, it wasn't their fault. It was their stupid music director's fault because he was like, Ah, I got a big bang, and he just kind of dropped them <laughs> in favor of Big Bang's video. Um, so it wasn't their fault, but yeah. Um, so usually we do not talk about gossip on this site or rumors. Um, I don't have a problem with it, but we usually just talk about news and then come up with our own gossip. <laughs> um, uh, a lot of it is because, I mean, there's a lot of stuff in the K-pop fandom, and then a lot of things, I feel like um, when you read stuff, it feels even more, like, questionable because you have things that come from South Korea, and they're translated and then get here. And then you don't know if it's being translated correctly. Um, people make up stuff, and then... Also, with the fandoms, a lot of the fandoms deliberately keep things um, under wraps or lie or try and uh, subvert, you know, people away from stuff to protect their idols. Yeah. So, um, it's, it's an interesting, weird situation. But I 
saw this recently, and I just thought it was really funny, because, and I totally believe all of it, um, I just choose to, don't have to, so, recently, um, there is a G-Dragon article that popped up, and of course, it was about G-Dragon, and, um, a supposed spotting of him and his, uh, his, um, alleged, uh, long-term girlfriend, on-off girlfriend, Kiko Mizuhara, who is, uh, um, going to be in the, um, soon-to-be-released, uh, Japanese live-action Attack on Titan movie. Oh. And, um, there's a picture of him. First of all, he has a Batman car. It is this, I don't know if you guys have pictures of this. It is this, it is totally, like, if you were talking about luxury cars that people buy just to show off the fact that they have money. It's matte painted. It's in black. Wow. The windows are purple tinted. <laughs> it is, what is it? It's a matte black Lamborghini Aventador LP700-4, whatever the hell that means. It looks like a Batman car. Um, and the car is sold for upwards of, um, $400,000 in U.S. money. Um, so, this is what we're dealing with. So, this is what G-Dragon is spending his money on. Um, so... Is anybody surprised? Well, I actually am surprised. I'm surprised it's not covered in, like, pot leaves or whatever. <laughs> no, that's in the trunk. Or wherever the trunk is. I, I forgot somebody was saying, like, in those sport cars, sports cars, the trunks are, like, on the side or something weird like that. I don't know. Yeah. I, I, yeah. He, uh, I, I would think at this point he's probably at least smarter than that when it comes to his personal, um, recreational, um, Yeah, he just puts activities. it in, like, the, the seats and stuff. <laughs> scratch and uh, so, That's all it is. It's just scratch There's no actual pot leaves here. So, okay. So, you know, YG did the same, you know, same, you know, dog and pony show. We don't know anything about him and Kiko, whatever. I mean, honestly, it was just pictures of him in his car, and somebody was like, oh, well, I saw Kiko and him at the hotel, and, you know, whatever. Um, and I'm going to be so excited when she gets pregnant, and I watch all of the Dragon <laughs> fans. Like, there's actually, I saw on Tumblr, and there's actually a gif of, there's an interview at some point in the last few years where G-Dragon and Young were interviewed by someone, and somebody said something about having families or something, and they were like, yeah, I want to have a family, and they're like, yeah, we want to have families, and, like, G-Dragon was like, I want you know, he's like, I definitely want to have a family in a few years, and, like, Young was like, yeah, by accident, Ooh. and, like, G-Dragon <laughs> just looked at him and was like, fuck you. He was like, shut up. And it was like the most amazing thing. And I was like, Taeyang, he is on it. They even know Z-Dragon. <laughs> I'm just excited for it because it's going to blow up more than that One Direction <laughs> dude when he got his girlfriend pregnant. Like, can you imagine uh, if that happened that to this? Because I can't. Like, I, I, I don't even, I don't, their fans are I can't even, I don't understand. And the best part was he like joked about it like two years ago for April Fool's and like they flipped their shit and now it's for real. It makes it like, so And happy. there's people there literally like, they think this whole thing is, there's this whole conspiracy theory that like literally thousands of young girls 
like believe in on Tumblr about Dude, people still think Elvis is alive. Like I'm not surprised. It's just so so yeah. So this is what G Dragon has to look forward to, I guess. Um so okay, so the, what I was trying to get to is um the actual like gossip, which was by this person, uh that was <laughs> they wrote it on Nettles and Buzz, so um, that shows how um, valid this is. But like I said, I choose to believe at least this point because I, I just it just sounds so much like him. Mm -hmm. um, this person uh, called uh, who's listed as K, uh, KK, and um, I don't know. Apparently, um, you know, other people on the site were. Uh, they were even mentioned, the reason I found out about them is because they were mentioned on Mona. So for some reason, this person has, a, I guess, has a little bit more credibility than some other people, but I don't know how or why. Anyway, this person was talking, this was in um, reference to um, the sh uh, Shinmina and uh, who's the good dude she's dating? Uh, that dude Shinmina's dating that recently... Ruben. Came out about her and... Ruben. Ruben, yes. Yes, it was about that. And then uh, people started asking about stuff. So, um, and I, that was in that thread. So, KK said that, um, this is concerning G-Dragon and Kiko, that they were officially an item as of December 2009, which is why they always spend New Year's together. Butterfly wasn't written for her, but the music video is for her. Broke up at least four times in the last five years. Basically, they just take a break when she finds out G-Dragon is sleeping with someone else or is too busy to visit her in Japan. <laughs> She threatens to find someone better. He sulks publicly on social media. She knows she can't find anyone better. Forgives him. Back what? together again. Repeat times four, a.k.a. Asian Justin Bieber slash Selena Gomez. Yes. They vacation together in Las Vegas, Bali, Funket, um, uh, Okinawa, Paris, and uh, Singapore multiple times. Um, the best part about that rumor <laughs> is that all of that has to, all that sulking and yelling at each other has to be done in English because that's the only language they have in common with each that's other. That's what I was thinking. I and was it's like, both super broken and like that just makes my life so much better. I was like, that was one thing I was like when I remember when I first found out about her and I was like, people were like she's Japanese and I was like, okay, and then they're like, no, she's actually really like half Korean. She's Korean and she's like she was born in Japan. I was like, okay, but then it's like, but she doesn't speak Korean, so. So they just so and also so like J Dragon's English is not that bad from what I've seen, but still you would think someone like that, especially if he has a girlfriend, would learn the language, nah. Right, it would be more fluent. You have to wonder how the communication goes, but I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know their life because I just imagine him trying to dirty talk to her, but dirty talk to her in English, and it ends up sounding more like Tae Yang's bad English. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. Whatever it's their life, they do them whatever. So okay, um, I don't know if you were on this episode, Shannon. Um, Kara, you'll probably remember this when uh, um, Tim, who took particular, um, I think he was particularly happy to talk about how there were rumors about Crystal and Top going around. 
Um, according to KK, that is still a rumor. There's a rumor that they possibly dated briefly early mid-2014. Apparently, um, I did see about the rumor that he possibly is with this Japanese model since late 2014. That's also a rumor. There's no evidence for either of those. But um, apparently, Crystal does hang out with uh, G-Dragon's uh, group, or they hang out in the same like uh, circles. Um, and apparently the whole, according to KK, their Instagrams, uh, people, Tim, I remember Tim said this, and people, other people have used that as a reason why they originally were paired them together. Their Instagrams are totally unrelated, just proves they're not together because they will never open social media otherwise over each other. Both don't dwell on relationships, especially Top, who's been in way more serious relationships. Honestly, don't mess with the feelings of a 20-year-old who wants Johnny Depp slash Kate Moss type love. That's idealistic, self-destructive as, um, excuse my language, fuck. So, I'm See, I never believed the crystal on top rumor, because here's the thing. SM people and their fans are crazy. They found out Victoria and Changmin were dating because they saw his reflection in her spoon. <laughs> okay? <laughs> So, if those two were dating, they would have found a spoon, a fork, a I knife. I thought the whole thing was about Changmin and, and Victoria. Like, that's... Yeah, those two were dating, and they found that out because of a spoon. Wow. They ate together. Cool. It was a picture of Victoria, and in her spoon, you can see Changmin. Like, what? you have to, like, go in, like, 500 times and zoom in and clear it up, but it's Changmin, but somebody saw that. That's funny. Wow. I thought that all started because of them, like, being on... Weren't they on We Got Married together? No, no, that was, no, that was nasty, nasty, nasty Mr. 2PM. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, so also there's a rumor that Top has a tunnel underneath his house. Because what? every news source knows where he lives, and there's paparazzi there 24-7, but he's never been caught with a woman, except for Lee Jung Jae, and his girlfriend got caught because... Paparazzi were waiting on top outside his house, but they've never actually caught him with anyone at his house. So either he doesn't ever take anyone to his house, or he does have a tunnel, which honestly, I can believe. Okay, so last thing here. As we put, um, so, according to KK, uh, G-Dragon, and I have heard this from multiple people, um, this is apparently a thing that's widely believed in South Korea. Um, I've heard this from multiple other South Korean people that I have spoken to. Apparently, this is widely believed. Um, does it mean it's 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 not 99%? Does it not mean it's it's valid? But it's widely believed. Uh, D Dragon and Sohi is obvious. weren't that serious. Yeah. She was in the U.S. then, right? No idea with uh, Taesung. All just rumors. We know for sure he dated someone in Japan during that time, sometime. Um, and then uh, Big Bang rumors are all are all out there, obviously. To anyone, according to KK, aren't popular uh, with... I don't know what she means by this. He means that is aren't popular with men. Whoever they date, international fans probably will say they can do better. Um... This one was the funny part, though. Uh, can't say in he's <laughs> said can't save anyone who believes any Big Bang 
221 ships are real. All of them are not real. <laughs> so, um, apparently because I, uh, uh, which is funny because I remember the whole thing where people were convinced that G-Dragon and uh, uh, Sandra were dating for some reason. And uh, they recently had their concert in Manila in the Philippines. And, uh, of course, um, Dara was there. She was there. I mean, obviously, she's from the Philippines. She uh, spent a huge part of her life working and living in the Philippines. So she was at their concert. Um, and apparently they're... Uh, they're Dragon fans. That's what they call themselves that were there. Um, but I, all I remember is I remember when uh, Big Bang and 21 first came out with the Lollipop. And um, I saw a behind the scenes of it. And they were so awkward around each other. It was so funny. I'm sure they probably get along better now. And I know G-Dragon and CL get along pretty well. And... Uh, <laughs> CL and Top seem to be friendly, and Bomb and Top seem to be friendly. Um, so they they probably get along okay. But um, yeah, I remember that. If you've ever if you've ever come across that, it's so funny because they are so freaking awkward around each other. It's just hilarious. Except for maybe G Dragon and CL, um, they seem to be pretty good friends. Um, and so, so that's my, my whole gossip minute. I just wanted to say that because I just thought that was funny. And um, I don't know. I feel like you don't hear really any good K-pop gossip anymore. Um, like there was somebody that was doing it for a while. And then, I don't know, something blew up on Tumblr or LiveJournal or something. And so they haven't gotten anything for a while. Um, so that's what uh, I have to contribute. Um, if there's... Uh, for the sake of time, I'm going to cut it off there, but is there anything else anyone wants to, like, discuss or feels like that we should, uh, mm, should, um, bring up in this episode? I don't have anything. <laughs> this was a pretty, um, this is a pretty light week. Everything's going to be happening. Um, in the next couple of weeks, which, uh, next few days actually, which, uh, I want to, I guess I should announce, um, so I will be on vacay, um, from August 4th to the 14th. Um, I will be in Arizona visiting some relatives, um, probably melting into a small puddle, um, from the heat, um. But uh, I will be away. I will have my um, computers, uh, my iPad, my computer, everything with me. Um, don't worry. Uh, can't live without that phone and stuff. But I still will be, you know, out doing stuff with fam. Uh, so I don't know what's... I talked to you guys. Uh, Tim is also currently on vacay for some reason. I swear he's doing this just to mess with me. He's being super he's, papa. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's, he's being super dad. Um, so, um, I don't know. I guess maybe we should, I don't know, take a summer break. I don't know. Maybe until we come back. I mean, by that time, we'll have plenty to talk about. 
Um, Listen, I'm sure once Wonder Girls album and the music video drops, I probably might just record something on my own and then send it to you, and you can do whatever you want with it. But, Kiara, feel free. I'm serious. I'm going to have a lot of feels. I can already tell. So. And uh, Or you and Shannon. So... Um, you guys, just keep an eye on our social media. <laughs> we'll let you know if we have um, some upcoming shows for the next couple of weeks. Um, it's like I said, um, you know, we're we love doing these shows, um, but it's uh, you know it's a small crew here, and we're only on show like thirty six or whatever. So you know, give us you know. Give us, you know, give us some leeway here. All right, we're still, we're still working on like a shoestring budget with us, uh, skeleton crew. I mean, um, we're doing pretty good. I think the shows come a long way. Um, but um, you know, they we're we're not quite at um, uh, all K-pop level, I guess. I don't. I, I know that's like kind of a banned word here on this podcast, but I, I don't know how else to put it. Um, a crew, uh, Kriabu. Let's just say that that we like uh, Kriabu. Uh, we we do not want to be like Kriabu. Trust me, <laughs> we don't. Hey, they're the ones running KCon. I gotta give them that. Which oh my god! Speaking of. Yes. Oh my, speaking of KCON though, if you guys have not seen the video, somebody took a short video of the 18 plus read out loud um, oh. fan fiction. <laughs> they went ahead with that? Yes, it's a whole panel and somebody just, they're like, I can't, I can't. And it's like a 20 second clip. Oh my god, I was dying. I was like, it was awful. Why? Why? Okay, this is how people go from being you know, you know, from being Comic Con to being like on the level of like bronies, like <laughs> as far as being taken seriously. When you do crap like that, I'm serious. We don't, we don't do, we don't. I feel like that should be a rule with with like the fandom stuff. Like we 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 don't bring out the fan fiction. We don't bring out the fan art. I mean, like if you do a po portrait of somebody or whatever, fine. But we don't. Do the graphic stuff like that? That no, we don't. We don't put that into real life. We, I mean, I'm sure a lot of them are aware that it's out there and it happens, and you know that's fine. But we don't need to put that out in the open, okay? I, I just, it's getting ridiculous. Um, like, what I, I mean, there's, I mean, I know there's all these fan fiction art authors that are getting published and things nowadays, and I mean, that's a whole other thing about the state of the publishing industry and, and, and how crappy people's reading comprehension and taste and literature is. But still, I mean, think about it. Think about if you were the person that, was, that, that, that stuff was being written about, would you want this like stuff written, read out loud in front of you or given, I mean, given to you or, I mean... Like, can you I can't even believe they're reading it out loud. Like, like I've heard about people giving it to people, like giving it to the people involved. Like with Harry Potter fans, I've heard about having happen happened. Um, people, supernatural fans are fucking crazy. I don't watch that show. I just hear about how crazy the fans are. Um, but um, I, 
Like, can you imagine like you're in that room with a bunch of strangers, and then there's someone reading in a monotonous voice. She rubbed her hands on his pants. It felt hot, hot like a warm towel. That's the thing too, like moist. And that's the thing. Like most of this stuff is written about like 13, 14 year old girls who don't know anything about. I mean, it's it's, it's not like this is like real literature. Like from what I understand, people have told me I don't know about this. Apparently, there are some decent writers. And K-pop, because, like, 90% K-pop fan fiction is written about EXO, apparently. So, within that 90%, there's, like, maybe 5% that are, like, not bad. And it's just people just, you know, letting out their creative juices. But I feel like that 5% also would not be stupid and or suicidal enough to read that kind of thing out loud in front of people. Uh... Nia, do you have any, like, on this, like, why people would do this? I don't know. It's just, I, okay. like, I know people who write fan fiction, but they would never read it out loud to Exactly. Anybody. Like, they, I mean, it's a part of every fandom. But, like, when people start, like, just, you know, thinking I, it's okay to just start po but like, I, I actually, this is my first time ever hearing about like there being a place where people go read fan fiction to other I haven't heard of that being done anywhere else either. Like I, I feel like even in like the craziest, like like I said, like the biggest fandoms like Harry Potter and like Supernatural and I don't know some of the other cons for some of these like big fandoms. Like I've never heard of them actually like like I've heard of people having panels about fan fiction but not reading it out loud. Yeah, Guessed it. Like, I'm just like, okay, so are we, like, the new Fifty Shades of Grey, like, fandom here? Are we oh, all... God. <laughs> Go. You can't... It, I mean, the only thing is that the, the quality of the writing is, is probably going to be about the same, so... Yeah. Um, I, I, I don't know. Um... I've, you know, I've heard different things about KCon over the years. I'm still kind of jealous I can't go, but, um, and Tim is, is, can't represent us because he's off being super dad, um, which I understand because, um, you know, if I had a kid, I would rather spend time with them than listen to, um, 18 plus literature. Um, but, um, they actually have a pretty impressive crop of performers this year, and, uh, at least in the L.A. area, um, I, if I was there, uh, I would make a mention, uh, I would try to make an effort to go. Um, as everyone knows, they're um, coming to the East Coast this year uh, in some half-ass attempt to uh, make us feel like we're, in, um, we're included. Um and they're going to basically have, like, be here for, like, be in New Jersey or New York for, where is it, for a day and have a concert, so. Yeah, basically the New York concert is, like, the U-Kiss of K-pop. Wow. <laughs> where, where has U-Kiss been, by the way? We have not, we've, I've, we haven't even made fun of them in a long time. We used to be a running joke on here, Nia, that we would make fun of U-Kiss. And U-Kiss has been gone for so long that we have like, forgot we haven't even made fun of them because we've forgotten about them. I love you, kids. Oh my They've God. been doing mostly individual stuff these days. Like, So Hyun had a solo debut in Japan. Um, some of them have were in um, musicals. Eli's been filming in China for a drama. 
Oh, well, at least they're keeping busy. I, you know, I, I say, hey, as, as long as they're just not, like, you know, sitting around, hey, I'd go ahead. No, they're go getting ahead. that yen and that, I don't, I don't know the Chinese currency, but they're getting that, so. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, so, I mean, yeah, well, China is apparently um, where it is uh, now as far as a lot of Korean entertainment companies and whatnot are migrating there to do work. Um, so apparently that's where it is economically now. Mm. And so there's that. Uh, KCON, um, if anybody wants to, um, in particular, maybe um, appear in the show or give us an exclusive um, uh, recount of your experiences at KCON, if anything interesting happened to you. Um, Are you hinting at me? Because... Yeah, I'm going, <laughs> unfortunately. Oh, you are? Well, okay, well, Kiara, you're required. <laughs> uh, Yours is mandatory. Let's see if I stay sober enough there that I uh, Ex remember. Well, that's even better, because you know what? When I go to see Big Bang, I'm expecting to be, um, I'm not expecting to be sober. So, yeah. <laughs> um, that, uh, so... Yeah, no, Kiara, well, other than Kiara, if anyone is going to the L.A. or the um, New York KCON and wants to um, come on the show and give us, um, you know, talk about your experience or anything at all or, you know, just, um, you know, shoot the shit with us about what happened, your opinions, um, let us know, uh, notyouraveragenetizens at gmail.com. N-Y-A-N-N-Y-A-N. I don't know why I do that. I don't know why. N-Y-A netizens at Twitter. Um, best way to, to reach us um, if you're interested in, in doing that. And uh, let's see. Um, what else? Anything else? Twitter, Tumblr, Facebook. Well, we've got the... Oh, well, I was just saying in general, but yes, I mean, we're also, we have our Tumblr, uh, which is maintained by Shannon. Um, haven't checked it for a while, so I don't know what Shannon's been doing. It's, it's been all of Shiny. <laughs> well, and since Shiny's got a repackage coming out, um, this is probably all you're going to see for like a month or two. Um, so, yes. Unless Secret uh, comes back, but that would inquire money, so it's not going to happen anytime well. soon. <laughs> so, yes, our Tumblr, which is going to be Shiny exclusive for like the next month or so. Um, we also um, are SoundCloud. on SoundCloud. Um, we have um, all of our um, podcasts updated on there. Um, also updated on Twitter and as well as our website, uh, squarespace.notyouraveragenetizens.com. And um, if that's it, I want to thank everybody for showing up here tonight. Thank you, Nia, so much for being our guest. Thank you for, for staying up late with us. Um, hopefully, we can get more people from uh, K-pop fandom to come on. And you're also given an open invitation to come back whenever you want. Um, or um, invite any of your um, uh, anybody else from Black K-pop fans. Oh, definitely. Um, we, you know. I mean, we, the whole point of this uh, podcast is so international fans can talk to each other and, 
you know, find that kind of common ground. Basically kind of like what black K-pop fans are doing for black K-pop fans. So, um, <laughs> so, you know, we're, you know, we are completely open for that, and, um, yes. So, thank you so much, Nia, for being here. Kiara and Shannon, and we have an awesome couple of weeks ahead of us, K-pop-wise, and you better be darn sure, um, if you don't hear from us podcast-wise within the next couple of weeks, you will at least see us on social media, um, freaking out over something or the other. So, um, thank you everyone for listening, um, Thank you, everyone, uh, for those of you who supported us, um, also on iTunes as well. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, so, and I guess that'll be it. So, thank you guys so much. And we will see you later. Bye, Bye everyone. Guys. Bye. Say bye.